Hey, it's Gons, and before we get into this week's episode, I want to share with you two very important organizations that I hope that you can help support over the next few weeks. The first is especially me, one of my pals, Darren. When I'm sending this out, it's his birthday, and rather than celebrating with his friends and his family, he wanted me to pass this message along. He's a veteran, and he wants us to continue to support the Military Veteran Project. The Military Veteran Project is committed to prevention of military suicide by providing treatment and research not accessible or available by the DOD or the VA. For more information, militaryveteranproject.org. You can follow them on their website. You can call them as well. And hopefully you use the hashtag military suicide awareness to help these former vets get through tough times. Again, nonprofit organization. Any help for these great people who have done wonderful things for our country is very well appreciated. Now, if you're listening on the audio side, I please suggest you go to our visual side on our YouTube channel, Getting There With Gaz, because you're going to notice both on the Wednesday and the Friday episode of this week, the second week in February 2021, I'm wearing a Brian and Stratton college shirt, and that's in memory of now the late head coach, Pat Fillion. Coach Fillion was a friend, a role model for both athletes and coaches in the Capital Region, and a father. Coach Fillion was able to help people out, finding that next path in their college careers, improving their lives for the future, getting to know Coach. That's something that always stood out to me. When I spent time with him back in the studio, he always was looking to give people that next opportunity. So hopefully these next two podcasts will do Coach proud, where we're talking about people starting their own businesses and helping people find opportunities. Coach, I love you, I miss you, and hopefully I'll make you proud with these next two episodes. For more information on Coach Fillion's GoFundMe page, please go to our YouTube page and help out his family during this tough time. Now, this episode of Getting There with Goss. Let's hit the theme music. Getting there with Goss. Getting there with Goss. Getting there with Another exciting episode here of Getting There with Gaz, especially for the week where we're recording this. We are just days after my Tampa Bay Buccaneers have become Super Bowl champions, and I've got a connection in Tampa. So for some of you who may not know this person, like I always say to lead off these podcasts, in honor of my dad when he coached me in Little League and Pop Warner football, we'd get in that circle and we learn about our teammates, and we'd find out who we're actually talking to today. So for those who are not familiar, introduce yourself. What would you like to be called during this podcast? Oh, you can, you can call me Jim. My name is Jim Delaney with uh, Stream Live Tampa here in Tampa, Florida. Love it, Jim. We're going to have a lot of fun talking about all the great things going on there, talking about the amazing opportunities that Streamline Tampa can do for people coming up. But first, I want to learn a little bit more about you. Take us through it. Where did you grow up? What was your dream job when you were like five or six years old? And was that dream job the same dream job you had when you were 18? Uh, I originally grew up in North Kent, Ohio, in Stark County, Northeast Ohio. But I've been in Florida since 1986. So most of my life I've been down here. Um, but there's a bunch of us former Buckeyes that live, live in the Sunshine State. Uh, my dream job when I was little, I wanted to be a sports statistician. Um, and never really came to that fruition until really recently getting involved in the athletic world, uh, whether it was through recruiting, high school to college recruiting, or 
now recently getting involved with some live streaming and doing play-by-play and stats and all that good stuff that we like as sports fans um, for high school and recently some college baseball games. When I hear a sports statistician as a younger person, I think now younger listeners and maybe watching on the YouTube side, they automatically think fantasy sports. Wait a second. Were you ahead of the curve here? Were you like one of the original fantasy sports guys? Uh, wow. You know, the funny thing is, is I'm not a fantasy sports player or anything way before that ever started. Um, and it wasn't really, uh, picking players and things like that. I just kept track of everything. Uh, and then became more of a sports trivia buff as it became later in life. So, uh, but yeah, just keeping, I was, I had a, a, my dad gave a, made a funny comment once when I was a little kid said he didn't never had to read sports page because my little son always read it to me the next day. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing to have those relationships and connections with family members, knowing what you want to do. So you're 18. Are you going to college? Are you not going to college? Is the path still sports statistician or is that going to change or do you still want to do that at that point? It, it was it was not. I played baseball in high school, never really pursued it after high school, didn't really understand how to pursue it after high school. Um, that kind of led me to another path, a career path down the road um, in the recruiting world. Um, went off to local junior college. I got into the golf business oddly oddly enough, because I was working at a couple of golf courses while I was in school and actually became part of PGA of America. Um, I guess you could say the first job um, that working as an assistant golf professional and taking your playability tests and running some tournaments and things like that. And then got into corporate America. But again, I never was lucky enough and everybody's got their own path and things happen. I'm a big believer in late bloomers. And I guess career wise, Late bloomers, how you would describe me, is now later in life got more involved in the athletic world um, within the last 10 years. Well, some people would disagree with what you just said there because you said your first job was – I want to make sure I heard this right. PGA of America, like when you're a teenager, your first real job is working with professional golfers. Some would say, don't ever leave that job. How in the world did you step into that being so young as your first real job? Um, I was working at a couple golf courses, working in cart bars, pro shops. I did some maintenance, some uh, course maintenance in the summer, just doing whatever I could. Put down the baseball bat and glove and cleats and kind of just took it from a swing from up here to a swing from down here and just started playing a lot of golf and got into that and then understood the business side of it. Didn't do it too long on the business side, but um, it, it was rather interesting. I got out of that because it wasn't really my passion. Um, and it was odd hours, worked all kinds of different stuff, made a lot of great contacts and met a lot of great celebrities and professional athletes and coaches and all kinds of stuff um, through the golf world. It was a lot of fun. Did you ever caddy with a celebrity or a golfer, a good experience, bad experience? Was there like one moment you're like, you know what, that's it. That's why I'm leaving because of this person. Hopefully they're listening, which would be wonderful. Uh, no, I can tell you our mutual friend Chuck is laughing when he's watching this because he knows the story I should tell, but I'm not going to tell it when it comes Oh, to- come on! <laughs> All right, I'll drag, I'll drag it out of Chuck and maybe he'll leave it to me underneath this. It's not, it's not horrible. Um, I can tell you the two celebrities, there's probably a handful of celebrities that came to mind. I never caddied for anybody um, celebrity-wise. Um, the nicest... If you don't want to say their name, say the TV show or movie they were in to cover their identity, if that's a better way to phrase it. If I'm allowed to say the name. Okay. 
no big deal. I can tell you that the nicest celebrity, I've met a lot of them, but the nicest celebrity I ever met was Herm Edwards. Um, when oh. he was an assistant coach here in Tampa for, for the Bucks, this had to be 99. Um, it was when they made it to the NFC Championship game that year. He was on that staff with Lovey Smith. It was a great staff for Dungey back then. And he came unannounced to our golf course on like a random Monday, um, like May, June, complete off season. And he brought so much memorabilia and signed eight by 10 uh, glossies of players, all Stott and Sean King and all these people back then for the Bucks and a lot of shirts and hats. He, but he brought that because he, had, he knew we would have a junior golf clinic. Everybody has a junior golf clinic in the summertime. So he came unannounced, did not have to do what he did. And I always remember that. Every time I'd watch him on TV, I go, that's exactly who that guy is. Because he is as real as it gets when it came to broadcasting and doing stuff on ESPN now at Arizona State as head football coach. Um, I always I always think of Coach Edwards pretty intense. I'm, it's interesting that golf was the way he was chilled. I never would have thought that. Uh, he was in the offseason. He was relaxed. Yeah. And he came with three buddies. I don't know, know who they were. But, again, his name was not on the T-sheet. He just came walking up and, and introduced himself, says, hi, I'm Coach Herm Edwards. And um, I said, Coach, I'm here you are. I appreciate it. And he brought all this stuff. I was blown away. I was the only one in the shop that day, um, closing it down on a, in the summertime. And uh, I always remember that. Met a couple other great people. Met um, Lee Jansen is from the, is from the area, Rocco Mediate. This yeah. is after Jansen won his second U.S. Open in 98. Um, him and Mediate played at Florida Southern College where um, our buddy Chuck is an alum. Um, in Lakeland, and they were big Rush fans, and Rush was in town, the rock band, and Alex Lifeson came out, the guitarist, so at one point, we had the Rush guitarist, the defending U.S. Open champion, and Rocco Mediate, and this was about 10 years before Mediate took Tiger deep into right. a on the U.S. Open, but he was always well-known, and you would never have known that that was the guitarist for Rush, walking in. I knew who Jansen was and, and Mediate. That, 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 that was a lot of fun. Um, I guess the, the story I can tell, though, and everybody that's going to watch this is just dying laughing right now, is uh, Butch Davis. Butch Davis, at that time, was a head coach at the University of Miami before he went off with the Browns. And we were having the Hurricane Club. I can't believe I'm telling the story. <laughs> um, this is like an urban legend story, and uh, all my buddies are, are cracking up now. Um, he was head coach at University of Miami. We had the local Tampa edition of the Hurricane Club, Booster Club, coming out to our course here in East Hillsborough County outside of Tampa. And we had, it was rumored that he was coming up. When he came up, we were kind of getting everything set up. And he comes walking in maybe 10 minutes before the shotgun start. Comes in, he goes, hey, I'm head coach Butch Davis, Miami Hurricanes. Coach, how you doing? He goes, I need to change. He goes down the hallway. I point him down and said, I'll get you a key. So I get him a master key. He goes walking down and I, I take care of a few things. I go walk in the locker room. I go around the maze of lockers, turn around. He's standing at a point and going, is this the right, right locker? And he is butt naked. He's <laughs> straight in his face. Going, Coach, yeah, here's the key. It's good. You're all good. And I walk out of there going, oh, man. I have <laughs> So over the years, I've been, I've had, Press clippings from a newspaper announcing Butch Davis is now an, a, an assistant or an, an assault, um, um, a consultant for the Bucks mailed to me. I've had people send screenshots of Butch Davis. Now he's the head coach at FIU. 
to me, hey, that's your buddy. I'm like, yeah, that's him. And the funny thing is, I never had to tell the story. It was the only one. I, but I went down and told the story to my, my good friend, still, Go Tom. Um, he was my uh, co-worker at the time. And it's just resonated 20 years down the road. But it was it was awesome. If I ever meet him, I don't know if I could ever come to terms to say, Coach, I, this is how I met you and why everybody loves you. Please don't send beautiful women with Butch Davis's face photoshopped on top of them to Jim. We don't need that. He's done this long enough. The sight of the legendary U football coach, Butch Davis, and I'm talking like go through those rosters, the players they had back in the late 90s, early 2000s. I know the Larry Coker team gets a lot of the love for the all-time team. He was gone, like you mentioned, for the Browns at that point, but – a naked Butch Davis. All right, so um, we, for some reason, not because of Butch Davis, right? Like not because of Butch Davis, though. But you decide to leave the golf world. You yes. go to corporate America. What is this corporate America job? How long are you there? And do you just want out as soon as you're in? Uh, not really. It was um, it was, it was sales, anywhere from office supplies to shipping supplies, whatever. Uh, it was good. I had a lot of freedom. Uh, became a dad. Um, when I was married and stuff, so it was easy when I, when, when my daughter was young, um, doing that, played in a lot of fun golf tournaments, you know, through corporate America as well. Um, but it was always kind of itching to, to help out, um, the youth, uh, whether it was high school or youth sports, or whatever, especially when my daughter first started playing sports, I was, I was coaching little league and little stuff like that and got the itch about 10, 11 years into corporate America to, to help high school athletes. Um, like I had mentioned earlier, coming out of high school, it wasn't a big deal 30 years ago as I date myself um, about chasing scholarships and being seen and all this stuff that you hear about high school athletes now. Um, so I was always wondering, you know, I, there's got to be a way I can bridge some gaps and just educate some people and just being a sports fan and getting to know coaches and things like that. Um, so I got into the recruiting service world. Um, with one kind of briefly and another one that I brought locally to the Tampa area was called recruit look and really was like a grassroots campaign, um, going to a lot of games, using a lot of social media marketing to get to know families and things, um, and different coaches and, and still have a lot of great relationships with college coaches as it builds now. And I don't do it anymore. Um, but I still have the knowledge to help people because it's, it can be really difficult if you don't know how to navigate that process. Um, but I just always use common sense, you know, you know, playing on TV, playing D1 and all that stuff. That's not for everybody. And those are the elite of the elite. And uh, I had to have a lot of hard conversations with people, but I was going to tell the truth. I was not going to lie to people because there's a lot of dirty people in the recruiting world out there. Um, but re I helped probably over a hundred people, hundred high school athletes, wow five, six year span. And, um, it was fun. It was fun watching them. And now with stream live Tampa and I've been doing some local college baseball games, there's been coaches that I reunited with that I had helped find some opportunities for some kids. And they still talk to me all the time and said, man, you know, so-and-so that you sent us, sent to us 2013, 2014, you know, it was great. And, uh, we love seeing this new venture that you, that you have with, with stream live Tampa live streaming, um, high school athletics and a little bit of college right now.
Yeah, I want to go back to recruit look because I think some people listening to this, they might hear your story and they're like, okay, like I'm a big sports fan like Jim is, and this could be my route where I could say, you know what, it's a new era. You can go on YouTube, you can go on Instagram, see some of these athletes and find a way to build yourself up as someone who can help these young prospects, whatever level it may be from the D1 to the junior college level and to find out those ways. But I feel like, and maybe I'll be wrong when I ask this question, but I feel like when you're doing this initially, you might be getting discouraged because the parents might be too intense, the coaches, even you may be evaluating in the early process of this. Maybe you miss. Take us through some of these stories where even though you're doing something that you like, you're doing something in sports, there's got to be these situations where you're like, oh, boy, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Well, I, I can tell Yeah, yeah. I can tell you, you don't want to dive into that. Um, when I did it, I had a – Coming out of corporate America, I had some reserves. So I had, you know, financially, I had a chance to take a risk and do some stuff and uh, try to build, basically build your own business out of it. Um, you really want to, at the beginning, have that on the back burner. Um, you don't want to just try to make money doing whatever, because, of course, families are going to are paying for your service and your uh, consultative services and things like that. Um, what I got frustrated with was... You can't blame parents. You know, when you have a kid and stuff, you're always going to look out for the best thing. Um, it's I always called them vultures, and it could be people just giving the wrong information, looking for themselves and looking for you know a, a desperate family, and then coming in saying, "Come play with this team. Come spend this money, go on this tournament. Come play with this organization, whatever." Then I'm not make naming anything specifically, um, not, or let me rephrase that, not like travel, AAU club world in general, because there's some great organizations out there, but a lot of people just get caught up with getting, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses. And it's really not, you have to focus on what your kid can do. And when you talk with the athlete, this is you do not compare what he's doing, what she's doing. It's what you want to do. And let's focus on, what you're wanting to major in, where you're willing to go, um, but you have to be very honest with people and, um, and, and, and tell them this is who you are and these are the opportunities you're going to have. Um, be an open-minded. You, you always want kids to be open-minded and parents to be open-minded as well. Yes. I want to sit on that for a second because open-minded is a, I'm fortunate. I always say that too. I'm fortunate enough to be a college athlete. I think that's how people should phrase that. Not that I played college sports. You were fortunate enough to do that. And I was given that opportunity at a division three level, but that open-mindedness doesn't always happen because people will hear about a potential opportunity at the division two or division three or junior college level and say, now nah, I'm a division one guy or else, or I'm a division girl guy, you know, division one or out. Please explain to people who don't get that, that that is the wrong mindset to take if you're a high school athlete and being open-minded to other opportunities. Uh, correct. Yeah. You, you never want a big league, any division, meaning, well, I just am going to go play this division or, well, I'm only playing at D2. I'm only playing at D3. No, an opportunity is an opportunity. If somebody wants you, it, you're very fortunate to go play and be able to go play and go to school there. Um, and I remember having kids going up to Ohio, West Virginia, New Hampshire, uh, just odd parts. Now I, it's a little different in Florida because our weather down here is really good. I mean, most of the time it's February, what today, ninth, 
and it's mid seventies, late high seventies. And it's, and it's been, you know, really warm. You can't, you don't, a lot of parts of the country aren't like that. So being open-minded is, is key with that. And that's why I always stress that. But when we talk about D3, it's knowing how many D3 schools are out there, like baseball, softball, there's about 1500 or 1600 college baseball and softball programs in the country. Well, about 300, 350, maybe. I always say play on TV, and those are the D1 schools. And that means more opportunities at other division levels, but what does that mean? Okay, well, this is what this means. It's a little bit less athletic money, but you're going to get most of your money from here and, you know, with your grades and things like that. And it's a process. It takes, it takes a while, and you got to know how to navigate through it. And um, being out of it, um, professionally speaking, uh, I, I'm aware of it now because all these kids that I've coached that are my daughter's age are now in high school or sophomores, freshmen, junior, even some seniors that I've been working with um, just kind of on the side. It's, it's even worse because they're just getting thrown everything at them about, Oh, you're behind, you're behind. I'm like, no, you've got time. Like this national signing day last Wednesday, it's the first day of a two month period. Today's National Signing Day for some kid. Tomorrow's National Signing Day for some kid. That's just the first day for everybody that's already set and ever, has everything in place besides the signature that you can sign it. And, yeah, you know, um, TV has really glorified that with the hats, moving the hats around and what am I going to have. And, um, and then with the advancement in social media and Twitter and all that stuff, you know, you have to be very careful. Um, on how you're displaying things. You know, why are you cutting stuff down? This is my top 15 choices. Why don't you wait till it's your top one? <laughs> you see all this school logos. All right, well, why don't you just wait? It's like saying, okay, now these are 15 girls that I'm going to date. And everybody all know who they are. You guys all know each other. It's really the same thing. It, and that sounds bad. It's really the, it's it's same exact thing. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's almost. Stuff, but it, yeah, that it, it it's a frustrating thing to watch people get pulled in directions they shouldn't get pulled in, and told the wrong thing. I think it's more dangerous to say a kid is on a pedestal, you're up here, than really telling them, no, you're only here that you have to work. That's a better thing to say to a kid or a high school athlete than to say, hey, you're up here. Uh, you don't you don't even have to look at these schools. No, that's probably false and it's gonna hurt that kid. Um coaches are aware is what we want to get to. Like coaches understand that you've talked about the top fifteen. Like, you know, if you're getting looks by division two schools, you're probably a division two athlete. It's not as if the coaches don't get what's going on. They've done this as their profession. They understand this. Oh, and by the way, for those listening in New York, um, Jim's Twitter is available while you're shoveling your snow if you're listening to this podcast. So you can tweet at him about the 75 degrees and sunny while you're out there shoveling in upstate New York while you're listening probably to this podcast. Uh, I'll I'll retweet you. I'll like. I'll follow you back. I, I got no problem with that. <laughs> yeah, so, that's what you're saying, Tom? These coaches and they all talk to each other, and they work with each other. Or they used to work. And even more dangerous, they're gonna work with each other. So you never want to shun anybody. You never want to, like I always say, big league. I and mean, that's a term that a lot of co the coaches of the smaller colleges use. That hey, we got big league by this by this parent or this high school coach or this AAU coach or travel coach, whatever. I mean, it happens. It's, it's unfortunate, but, and there's just so many good people out there in the, in the college coaching ranks that 
that want legitimate assistance finding um, reliable student athletes. And it sounds like a mouthful, but that's really what they, those relationships, relationships that I built, they never once asked me, hey, where'd you play in college? No, they were just like, hey, you know, Jim is, you know, guiding these kids down the right path. And he says the right things and they're ready. They're mentally prepared and mom and dad are ready. They know exactly what it is. Because when it comes to mom and dad talking about money with those coaches, I said, that's a conversation you have to have with them. But, but that's going to take a while before you get there. So it was great experience. Love it. And again, it's helping now because I being around high school athlete or athletics again and, you know, kids that I've coached and have a, you know, start our own travel softball organization last year and, and, and stuff. It's stuff that I've kept in the back of my head. Like I'm going to wait till these, these kids that I've known since they were seven, eight, if they're still willing to, to pursue this after high school, uh, I've seen it. I've seen it up close with a lot of kids that, didn't have the proper guidance. And then all of a sudden I talked to them. Now these, I have personal relationships with these families and kids. And so when they get to that point in the next year or two, you know, it, it'll be easier for them to, uh, to listen and understand and find the right opportunities for them. Well, let's go through that because you talked about having that job at sales. You talked about the recruiting spot you're in, but things start to change at some point. You talked about building these relationships different, like your job starts to change a little bit. Take us to kind of where we are now, where you stand. Is there some big gap in the middle? Are there a bunch of different jobs or is it one smooth transition to, okay, stream live Tampa and we're doing that. Take us through it because I'm sure there's a lot of things that are happening to how we yeah. land here. Yeah, a couple, couple things. It, and it's funny how stream live Tampa, this uh, partnership relationship with my business partner, Kavir Nunez started um, because I met with him and his son and his wife while I was with Recruit Look, his son was a high school baseball player um, here in the area. Talked with them. They loved everything about us. They, he never, they never worked with me or Recruit Look, but I always kind of kept tabs on them. I knew their coach. Um, a lot of kids in that area just south of, of where I'm at here in Hillsborough County. And we always kind of stayed in touch about things. I was selling um, uh, recovery equipment, uh, pneumatic compression therapy equipment um, for a little bit. Worked with a lot of college athletic trainers and some professional organization athletic trainers. That was fun to get to know the exercise science of, of athletics and, and, you know, later in life, kind of getting a crash course in that subject. And then I got into teaching a couple years ago, um, working at a, a K through eight school was a middle school girls basketball coach when my daughter went into high school. And that's when I was like, well, I'm going to get into teaching and then stayed in teaching in around, you know, if you didn't know, a lot of things happened last year. They were odd <laughs> last March when the world came to a screeching halt and everything kind of stopped. Um, I, I, right before that, when I was teaching at the time, um, before the, the, the lockdown last March, uh, I had reached out to my partner now with stream live Tampa a little over a year ago. Um, cause I had seen some stuff that he had put on social media on Facebook to stream live Tampa and didn't really know what it was. He was doing some high school games and I'm like, man, it looks like a lot of fun. Reached out to him. The, another odd thing is my mom had passed away a little over a year ago and it wasn't a sudden thing. She'd been sick for a while, but I reached out to him to see, Hey, would you come stream the memorial service? I'm going to deliver the eulogy. We've got some family from up North. I could be able to come down and he couldn't make it that day, but he goes, I'm glad you got in touch with me because I've been thinking of you for a couple months about helping me grow this and being on camera and doing stuff. And then we reconnected that way 
started doing some high school basketball games over a year ago um, and then grew it into an actual business with LLC and doing everything legally with the state. And last summer we, we were doing last spring, we were doing high school baseball games. We had a big high school baseball tournament lined up to do until the COVID shut down. And then last summer we were very fortunate to work the Florida Gulf Coast League, the inaugural season for college softball, um, which was amazing that there had never been a, a summer college softball league. Um, just like the Cape Cod League is the most famous one for college baseball. Um, there was nothing going on last summer. All professional sports were shut down. We were really the only thing showing. And we did it. They were right under the wire with Manatee County, where they're located just south of us here in Tampa, um, to get all their, co their guidelines done. And this was really before a lot of CDC stuff was more widespread. Um, so we went down to a town called Lakewood Ranch and did their games, streamed as probably about 60, 65% of their regular season games, their all-star game, their home run derby, and their championship game um, of that season. And that has grown from seven to now 10 teams for this summer. And I know we've been communicating with them a little bit about doing that again. Um, so that was a great filler for the summer. And then we're just thinking, well, we'll do some shows. We started doing some live stream shows, kind of like this. We do Zoom. We had local high school coaches. We had some trainers from around the country, all through social media when you have connections, you know, like what you and I have done. Yeah. You know, we have a, a mutual friend, but it all kind of just keeps building from that. And then we started working some junior college baseball games this spring um, after working it's Hillsborough Community College, uh, HCC here in Tampa. And after working their Navy Gold Fall Series, um, and we did some baseball showcase camps through some other connections. And then all, again, it all came around full circle. These college baseball coaches that I'd known from recruiting days were like, hey, hey, Jim, hey, what about coming out and doing some of our games? So we were getting hit from all kinds of places. And we took the one that was local that really provided a lot of info to us and said, hey, let's let's do this. And then. We you know, added um, a local sports fan again, Mikey Paris, um, the mayor of Brandon that we call. Um, so we've got a couple of us and there's about maybe a five person crew, you know, two of us on camera. And we've had some different small sponsorships and partnerships with, you know, local businesses here in town. But, you know, we keep our day jobs and I've you know, been substitute teaching and doing a lot of long term subbing at a local high school and and uh, you know, getting and a part of that bloodstream with athletics, it's just kind of natural to me and having all these opportunities with Streamlight Tampa on the side and, um, as we keep building. And we've got our first state playoff game tomorrow night, basketball that we're going to do locally. So I was talking with the Florida High School Athletic Association today about, you know, getting media right to make sure we're, we're doing the proper way. And um, it, it's just getting your getting your product out there and showing what we can do and it's not just one stationary, stationary camera, just not moving. We've got five or six at baseball games. We've had two or three at basketball games and um, we'll interview if we can, if we have time after, but um, there's a lot of different ideas that we, we, we try to make it a little bit different with live streaming. And it's, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. 
I love this because there's two great lessons when you talk about Street of Life, Tampa, that anybody, wherever you live, and if you're a fan or you have relatives in Tampa, boom, you just listen to it right now and you're good to go and you watch all the feeds and everything else. But the two great lessons are this. One, you and your teammates, your broadcast partners, everything else, you guys have side gigs where, you know what, so many people listening to this could be like, you know what, I've always wanted to broadcast a game. I've always wanted to be at the game, but I just don't know how to do it. Well, that leads to lesson number two, make that move. Like you're motivated in the most bizarre way with a eulogy, having somebody reach out and you want to broadcast because of life changing and everything else. But it sparks this, you know what? I've always wanted to be a sports fan. I've always wanted to be a broadcaster, a statistician and more. Let's okay. make this move. And so many people, whether it's nerves, whether it's a lack of confidence, they never make that move. And I hope people listening to this podcast, especially will say, you know what? Jim's had different jobs. He could have easily kind of just sat back and said, I'm going to take this. I'm going to do that. But he wanted to do this and said, let's go for this. And you had that boldness and it paid off for you guys over here the last few months. And I know it's going to pay off in years to come. I'm positive people in New York and other spots are going to listen to this and be like, I'm going to do what he's doing, but I'm going to follow what they're doing first, which I think is the ultimate compliment. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, we, we like we say, we try we try to do it differently than one just one camera and and some commentary and things like that. But I can tell you, you create your own luck. It, it, I'm a huge believer in that. Whether in, in playing sports, when you're coaching, you say it all the time to to athletes. Hey, you creating your own luck. You kept trying. You kept doing this, and look what happened. It's um, not a lucrative thing for for us right now, but it can be. It definitely can be. And, you know, I stay active on social media and Twitter and, and things like that. But being around the local high school sports scene here in, here in East Hillsborough County outside of Tampa, you know, we've got 12 high schools in our immediate area. That's barely the tip of the iceberg, barely. But we try to keep it small and do what we can and branch out where you know, people kind of come to us. And then we find this opportunity with some college baseball games. Um, we're looking forward to doing high school softball games um, and, and, and stuff like that and and see where it leads down the road. Um, but, you know, we talk with NFHS, the National Federation of High Schools out of um, Atlanta to make sure that we're doing everything properly with, with cameras that they have set up in high school gyms that we feed through their network. Um, that leads to possible, you know, sponsorship ideas. Uh, we talk with the Florida High School Athletic Association to make sure that, you know, media rights wise when we have to for playoff games. Um, but it's really just putting together a good product. And we get all kinds of people that are so thankful when they come to our games. And we're like, hey, you know, donations are always helpful for small business. <laughs> um, and it's happened. People do it. And uh, we put it on our, our site and then, you know, working up some sort of sponsorships and things. And I know those are things that you and I have talked about briefly. Yeah. And stuff and there's there's all kinds of stuff i talked with somebody today with a local athletic gear company um about pursuing something down the road with that and uh it, it it's it at the end of the day it's a lot of fun and we're doing something for kids these high school athletes love it even the college athletes because the ones that are playing junior college baseball have two aspirations mostly uh either they want to get drafted um that's why they go juco a lot of them do or they want to go to four-year schools, which is very common. And you go to these games and there's scouts everywhere. And sometimes the four-year schools, actually sometimes all the time right now, can't come to games because of the, the dead period. It's all, it, it keeps getting extended to the end of June. So the 
you know, brainstorming with the head coach. It's like, hey, let's you know, we'll live stream some games. Even their scrimmages, they had four-year schools looking and watching and then contacting the coach going, we watched your, your scrimmage and we like so-and-so, we like so-and-so, and they start pursuing them. Yeah, that's, it's, you know, you, you think of the cliche, think outside of the box, that is, that's huge. So we try to use that angle as well, and we'll do the same thing when we're doing more high school. Um, baseball and softball, just because those are the two um, sports that we're have most familiar with um, right now. But even with this basketball game tomorrow night, hey, we got a playoff game. There's a couple kids on one school, Durant High School, that still have not, you know, committed or done anything, and they've got plenty of time, you know, these last few months uh, coming up, and they've got some feelers out there. But you know, you watch a live stream of a state, you know, playoff game. You see them in, you know, against good competition, and some coaches might make decisions just on that. It's amazing when we're taping this again, February of 2021. We don't know what the future is going to hold for us. This could be, we, yeah. we hope not that we'll again have fans in attendance very soon, but there will be some people who this could be their future, whether it be coaches, whether it be recruiting, whether it's a new style of recruiting. The future is very interesting for what's being set up there. So that's so happy why I was able to get you on when we could, especially yeah. during Super Bowl week and everything else. Uh, I usually end most interviews, depending on how this goes, with five questions. I got five questions for you. Now you get one pass if you want to pass, but now getting to know you, I don't think you're going to need the pass. Before we find out how Jim will answer these top five questions of what people are wondering about stream live Tampa, we want to give another shout out to another Florida business that just opened their brick and mortar store. That's our friend over at gypsy local Steph, who joined us on a previous podcast is now available for you to stop in and find out about all the great things going on at gypsy local. Now, if you're listening on, on the side, maybe in New York or out of state, don't worry. We've got a great deal for you to help out a gypsy local. If you're looking for that perfect bikini, whether for yourself, for the wife, the fiance, the girlfriend, whatever it may be, head on to their website, gypsy, J-Y-P-S-E-A, local. Again, J-Y-P-S-E-A, local.com, and type in this promo code, J-L-Babe. 20% off if you use the promo code JL Babe for your orders at Gypsy Local, located in Fort Lauderdale. Their phone number 954 648 9584. But check out their stuff on Instagram. They do a tremendous job sharing their pieces on social media where you can find out exactly how it's going to fit for you, what she's looking for, and more. Give them a follow on Instagram at Gypsy Local, J Y P S E A Local. And Gypsy Local, the staff there, Steph continues to grind for it, continues to have these great products that are coming out in the Fort Lauderdale area. So if you're listening in Florida, maybe you're trying to find out more about Stream Live Tampa, don't forget about our pals over at Gypsy Local, where they can help you find the perfect bikini. Again, Gypsy Local. Now, let's get to those top five questions with Jim Delaney from Stream Live Tampa. Question number one I didn't ask you this. Were you nervous on your first broadcast? I didn't actually find out if you had play-by-play -play experience or you've done these. Was your first stream live Tampa broadcast your first time actually on the air? I've been interviewed okay. uh, with a local NBC affiliate through the recruiting stuff and youth sports. I always say an advocate for ethics and youth sports. So uh, uh, a good friend that she's on an NBC affiliate here, she would interview me five or six different times and some of her coworkers as well. So I wasn't nervous being on camera and things like that. Um, I just wanted to make sure that I kept it clean. And I <laughs> <laughs> came out. It was a high school basketball game and had a blast. 
and absolutely, and it was, it came out, and I kept thinking, this is how I'm, when I'm watching games, this is how you sound. You keep talking about the score. You look up at the board, you just, I kept, you know, kind of skeleton stats of what I do now with a book and everything. Um, but you're always growing at it. But yeah, to answer a question, I wasn't really nervous. I just didn't want to make a mistake and say something I shouldn't. Well, that's funny you mentioned that because that was going to be my second question. Not so much a mistake on the broadcast, but mistake on audio or visual because you're running a company now. It's your thing. How often early on with all these cameras moving, you're like, okay, I know there's a game in front of me, but is camera four good? Is camera three good? How often and how nervous do you get about the mistakes of that stuff going on behind the scenes people don't see? I'll answer that two ways. Uh, my partner, a technical director, is my, you know, co-owner with Dreamlift Tampa. His name is Javier Nunez, and I had mentioned earlier. We call him the puppet master. Wizard, wizardry at his fingertips. If people that are watching this or listening, don't you have to really understand when you're watching a game on TV, there's a production truck somewhere on site, and everybody's in there saying, camera four, go here, go here. He's doing that by his fingertips. And we have sometimes we have remote cameras that move or we'll have one person moving it themselves. He does all of that. So I'm, I'm, I'm watching the game, but I have gotten pretty good at hitting the cough button and doing this because we have to cut our mics at times when music is playing at baseball games, walk up songs because we don't have copyright licensing that we didn't pay for. Right. Um, so not out the hard way. Big, just an oversight. Just weren't, we didn't know. Something got blocked on Facebook over a year ago. Oh, and no. It was an easy fix. We're like, ooh, we didn't even think about that. Okay. But now we know when boop, 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 just cut our mics. But we always tell people, hey, it's not your mic. It's not our, you know, production. Nothing's wrong. But we have to do that, you know, for copyright reasons and, and stuff like that. So it's, it is kind of fun, you know, if he has to go fix a camera because it's Wi-Fi. And sometimes things happen that I'll pop over and move camera angles and can see stuff. And then my partner, Mikey, will do more play-by-play. Um, so that, that, that's the mistake is really just sometimes we've picked up music in the past, but we're really cognizant of it, of it now. By the way, that's a huge compliment that if they went a year back for one of your broadcasts to find a copyright issue with music, that means you guys are doing very well. I don't want yeah. that to be overstated. Like people are like, Oh, it must happen all the No, that is a credit to Jim and his staff that somebody saw that a year later. So shout out to you guys for doing yeah. that. Yeah, we're trying, we're trying. Uh, third question here, and I know this might be a little specific to your area, but I think people listening out of state might need a little help with this. How do you get clearance to be there? People are probably wondering, how can I just go to a high school and college event? Do I have to ask somebody? What's the process of actually getting clearance to cover an event? So with high school, you have to be an affiliate with the NFHS, the National Federation of High School. There's another word in there, but it's not in the acronym. Uh, I think they're based out of Atlanta. It's pretty easy to be an affiliate um, as long as you're with them for games, specifically things in stadiums and gyms, basketball, soccer, football, across. Just about every high school in the country has an NFHS. It's a pixel camera. It's stationary, nothing big on it. Um, it's not very clear, but they have the agreement with it. But if you have a local streaming company or what have you, as long as you communicate with them, you can do baseball, softball games, anything that doesn't have those cameras and no big deal. Um, and then there's a, a paywall that will go through NFHS for basketball games, say, or football games. 
nothing too expensive, $69 for a season, $9.99 for a month or something like that. And it goes through there. Stream Life Tampa's on their site. Um, on top of that, you don't want to just walk into a school unannounced. Right. Um, coaches might like it. Players, administration, you have – they get a little sketchy. So you have to make sure you, you know, again, network locally, get to know your administration and principals, your ADs and stuff like that. And I already had a lot of connections from the recruiting world, knowing a lot of people in town. And it was kind of a venture that I just went down. Um, when I went down that road, they were more than happy to help. But yeah, you have to kind of tread lightly with administration and stuff like that, which is understandable. You mentioned that Stream Live Tampa right now, we're seeing a lot of games, but maybe in the future we could be shows, interviews, everything else. You're a sports fan. Is there one person you want to interview? doesn't have to be in sports. Could it be just like locally there in Florida? Is there somebody you're like, okay, guys, a year from now, two years from now, if we're talking again, I was hoping to get this person on and I actually got to have a conversation with them. That's a broad question. All right. If, if you don't want to do person, you could do game or school or team. Something you have like a goal for one year from now to get done. Uh, I would say we, we really want to do when we were going to do this last year is um, the Saladino tournament. We'd like to do as many games as we can this year. Um, it's a high school baseball tournament here just outside of Tampa with all the public high schools. And every now and then there's a private school in it. It's been around since 1981. And it's coming to the to the end. Maybe we're not sure. Um, but we'd like to do as many games with that because they get a ton of college coaches. They get a ton of former major leaguers that played in that when they were in high school here. The Fred McGriffs of the world, Gary Sheffield, Doc Good, all kinds of people that are from the Tampa area that play high school baseball. They come to this tournament. It'd be great to have guest speakers just come on and talk and 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 talk about high school baseball here in Tampa. All right, final question for you. It's getting there with guys and maybe some young broadcasters, some college students are listening to this and they've already got some ideas going in their heads and they're sparked and they're ready to take off and cover some events. Your best advice for those people listening to getting to where you are, best advice you can offer people who are hoping to follow the same path as you. Don't follow the book. Don't follow what's, it, it, no offense to people studying um, communications, journalism or anything like that. Be yourself. I mean, that's all we're doing is being ourselves. Now I'm learning a lot of stuff and I'm trying to get better at, at not only broadcasting, but interviewing and, and stuff. But um you know, being all kinds of different jobs when you speak in front of people, whether it's from teaching to being in recruiting, I, I held a lot of seminars and stuff. Your public speaking is really important and just being yourself. I mean, you know, again, don't just do what it says in one book. You know, you have to do whatever model it is. See, I don't even know because I didn't study it. <laughs> but nobody ever asks anything like that. We just sit there and talk and we do have little production meetings before. We talk, let's maybe, hey, we got a good topic here tonight. Maybe we'll throw this in the third inning. You know, we know that's what they're doing on game day before they show a game. You know, you li if you listen to sports prop, uh, telecast enough, you'll pick up on what's going on. And then you meet great people along the way, great, fantastic people that actually do this more for a living um, and maybe a little bit higher level. And you're like, that's good. I mean, I can incorporate that to our games. So we're not just 
you know, two schmucks going out there talking. We really try to make it as professional sounding as we can. We get great reviews from people that love it. I love hearing all that again. Streamlivetampa.com. If you're watching on the YouTube side, you see all the social media shout-outs and more. All great things going on. Those are my five questions. We've covered a ton of stuff. I feel like you and I could have talked about the Bucks for 45 minutes. This is better for other people. It will hopefully help people listening and get to where they want to be in their careers. And I mentioned young broadcasters. Not just age. It's just, look, you could be any age you wanted. If you've always thought about doing this, you can start this profession, hopefully, as soon as you wrap up this podcast. Did I miss anything? I got the naked Butch Davis thing out there. Is there another story you want to get ripped apart about by your friends that you want to share? Or are you done for the day? We just catch up again in the future no because that is now finally out in the open <laughs> small circle of friends that that know about that and still love that story and bust my chops on it i'm like you know what i've got this form now we're going to talk about it and i never thought about it today never occurred to me until you start talking i go you know what i'm going to say it so no I, you know you know we're going to try to get into pod podcasting as well we'd like to return the favor once we get get that rolling and stuff because i listen to a lot of podcasts it's a lot of fun whether it's sports or different topics in the world and, and things like that i will say one thing tom when it, for people that they answer that question further make sure your phone is plugged in then you're not on five percent like i'm on i'm sitting <laughs> how am i going to plug this in without moving the camera <laughs> I'll do this then. All right. You go charge your phone. And if I'm ever on a future podcast or stream live Tampa, whatever the platform is going to be, don't call me in February because I'm doing this podcast staring out in the snow and you're out there sitting at 75 and sitting. Jim Delaney, thank you so much for your time. Check out streamlivetampa.com. These guys are going to crush it in the future. We're so glad we got to partner up with this episode. Thank you so much. We'll talk again soon, my friend. Tom, very good, man. You did a great job. I appreciate it. And thank you, everybody.